Visit Arizona. Time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Well, hello there. Uh, it's five minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I am Sean. This is my dumb little show, and the phone lines are open. 210-599-5555, uh, Is there anything to talk about today? Any news stories that, uh, that we might want to uh, discuss on the air? Any, any big stories? Things are kind of slowing down because of Thanksgiving. All right, Trump. Um, and James is working on a. We're, we're going to play a montage, a montage of, uh, of of some of the inter- more interesting points from last night's speech, which was, well, I think, a little over an hour long. Um. Wow. It was a great speech. Um. He was classic Trump last night. Uh. Trump was very Trumpian. Uh, although, you know, he wasn't flying off the handle or anything like that. He was just kind of laying out his uh, his thoughts, uh, and uh, it, it sounded like the old Trump, uh, in the sense that it's America first. You know, we have, uh, we're, we're losing our country. And it was a very, 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 very good speech. Uh, and, and gone was kind of the yammering weirdo we had last week. And, uh, yeah, so what now? <laughs> I, you know what? And I, I said this on Warren Rima, and I'm going to float this by you guys as well. If I'm advising Ron DeSantis, I'm saying, hey, wait this one out. Just wait this one. He can't, he can only do four years, right? He can't do uh, another, he can't do two terms. He can only do four years. DeSantis is uh, 44, so he'll be, he'll be 50. If Trump gets in, DeSantis will be 50 uh, when Trump finishes up. He's plenty young enough to uh, uh, to take up uh, a presidential campaign. And uh, I, I think if he waits this one out, because in other words, do you really, I mean, I, I personally don't want to duke it out between DeSantis and Trump. I personally don't want to have to make that choice between DeSantis and Trump. We talked about well, what about VP? But you know, if you're if you're VP, you kind of it's not a big job. There's not a whole lot you, you have to do. Um, you, you can kind of get, especially standing next to a guy like Trump. It's one thing if you're the VP to Joe Biden, who is a freaking cadaver at this point, a talking, walking cadaver. Uh, but if you, you know, if you're the guy next to Trump, man, he you you're kind of going to disappear. So DeSantis, you know, keeps, you know, does the mayor thing, or the, I'm sorry, the governor thing, uh, and, uh, and, and rock, and rock, continues to rock and roll that gig, uh, like he has been, uh, you, you hand Florida over to Trump. Then, uh, when he's the big 5-0 and the, the, he can, he can run, he's got a hell of a resume as the governor of Florida. 
and uh, and and coming off of Trump after four years, you know, it, it would be a, a if Trump does what Trump does and is very successful. Ron DeSantis has a pretty good shot. Pretty good shot. What do you think about them apples? I I just in a sense, yeah, I I hope. Uh, I I hope he doesn't run, but he's now he's talking about Trump and and uh, some of the folks he endorsed that didn't make it uh, last Tuesday, uh, a week ago now. Uh, so I I don't know. That's that that rhetoric sounds like because he hasn't really responded to any of Trump's stuff uh, over the past seven days, but now he's pointing to the fact that Trump uh, some of his endorsements didn't make it. So. That almost kind of sounds like a guy who's gearing up to run. But if I'm advising DeSantis, I'm saying, hold off. (laughs) you got plenty of time. Hold off. And then we all vote for Trump. Now, a lot of you, some of you, not a lot of you, I'd say about half of you or whoever, at least as far as the people who called this show over the previous uh, uh, seven days, uh, have called me a Judas, have said that I've turned my back on Trump because I was critical of a lot of the anti-DeSantis stuff from last week. And frankly, I still am. I frankly still don't get it. I really don't. The Trump we saw last night is my favorite Trump. I'm not really sure what the point of all that stuff was last week. Uh, I, you know, I, I really don't know. It didn't serve him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, last night, uh, was great. It was a shining moment for Donald Trump. Not sure where all the anti-DeSantis stuff came from the week before, because I don't think that helped him at all. But if I'll vote for Trump, (laughs) I, I will, I'd vote for Trump. But that's another reason why I hope DeSantis doesn't run. I really don't want to have to make that choice. And it would be a hard choice. I'd have to really think that one through. I posted that last night. After uh, after Trump finished up, which, again, was a fantastic speech. But I'm like, well, if DeSantis runs, what do I do? What do you think? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Here's Ron. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing good, Sean. It's so good to hear from you. Oh, um, thank you. Good to hear, good to hear from you. you. So what are you thinking? Thank you kindly. Well, as usual, uh, what you're thinking, in the previous show, which is my main thrust, I won't keep you too long here, but what you just said is absolutely right. Yeah, Trump is probably going to go down, no doubt, as probably, I, I think, and you think, I'm sure, one of the greatest presidents ever that's done the most, said what he was sure. going to do, and went beyond it. And, I mean, he solidified this country as, I mean, rock-hard concrete and pure gold. I mean, the, the the direction was so beautiful, and compared oh, yeah. to what we've got now, it's 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 mind-boggling. But as far as this this uh, this filthy liberal judge, it is now that the Democrats found to to appease them. That's going to, from what I understand, go from two hundred thousand um, account. What is it uh, per month? Is oh, it, uh, per month? yeah, five hundred thousand. Right. Once this title, once uh, was it title forty-two? Once that goes away. Yeah, uh, which was, uh, you know, how you, you deport people immediately. Uh, folks along the border, ICE agents and, and the like, uh, are saying that that's going to cause the number to go from 250,000 to 500,000 a month, which is, is a, million pe- a million people in two months, you know. Yeah. Well, hence, since, you know, the way I've got my daughter and myself, you know, we, we're fully armed now, legally, and uh, the house is armed, and 
we're doing everything we have to, mixed martial arts, and uh, it's it's pathetic. But is there a way to fight this legally? Can there can there be injunctions filed? Can I, I mean, I imagine they could. I don't know if the current crop of weirdos is going to try it, but I, you know, I, I would hope there's yeah. there was there'd be some way you could uh, you could stop this, but I don't know. Um, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Best. Hey, man, I I got to run. I appreciate the call, brother. Yes, sir, Sean. Thank you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll listen to some audio uh, from last night and get your thoughts. But I mean, we're. I want to spend a goodly amount of time talking about this because it's a pretty big development. Uh, Trump announcing once again last night, announcing that he is, in fact, running for president in 2024. How do you feel about that? Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. And uh, James has some audio from last night from Trump's speech. And let's just take a listen to some of this. And then we'll, we'll, uh, I'll give my thoughts. And you can call us up and tell us what you're thinking. So, uh, Brad and Evelyn, hang on. Uh, go ahead and roll that. We will audio. again put America first. Every policy. We do love our country, isn't it? That's why we're here. I didn't need this. I had a very nice, easy life. This is something I didn't need, and a lot of you people don't need either. But we love our country. We have to take care of our country. We have to save our country. Every policy must be geared toward that which supports the American worker, the American family, and businesses, both large and small, and allows our country to compete with other nations on a very level playing field, which we never had until I came along, and the Trump administration came along, and now we're losing it. They're moving back into China. They're moving back into these other countries. It's horrible. Yeah, that's the Trump I fell in love with (laughs) when he first came on the scene. And he wasn't screaming and yelling. He wasn't doing a lot of the grab ass that he normally does with an audience. He just kind of was stuck to the points. He was, uh, as Trey said, very measured. America first, baby. America first. That's what it's all about. And uh, and we are losing this country. This country uh, is is in a horrible state. And when he came along, just with a few chess moves in just a couple of years, because as uh, we pointed out, Trey pointed out uh, on uh, on where in Rima, you know, he had the last two years of his, his his administration was pandemic stuff. So uh, prior to that, uh, you know, we were on a great track, man. Then as soon as Biden sat his prehistoric ass down in that t- in that chair, started to undo all of it. Here's Evelyn. Evelyn, how you doing? Good morning. How are you? Another day in paradise. What are you thinking? I'm actually I'm visiting from Omaha, Nebraska. San Antonio oh, is my stop. home, and so I'm kind of I'm on vacation, and I watched President Trump last night, and I, for one, I'm thrilled. However. I'm concerned about his family having to go through what he went through with the left for, you know, it's like round two. But what I can't wrap my head around, and I am a Trump loyalist, I, I've seen him twice in Iowa at rallies, and wow. I hear people saying he's racist, he's homophobic, he's this, he's that. I'm Hispanic, uh, and. I've got gay friends that were at the rally. I it, it was it was a gathering of supporters, and 
I didn't hear the hate. I know Mr. Trump is bombastic. He's bigger than life. And that's what I fell in love with. I am thrilled, but I'm also cautiously optimistic. What can we do to heal the party so that way we're successful in the 2024 election? Um, With one thing he's good at doing, it's bringing... Uh, together a coalition i mean he, he's he's a he's a deal maker he's a community builder in a sense uh he, he the maga thing he was right last night it's not about him it is a movement uh and it's a movement yeah. he single-handedly created so uh there's re- republicans that hate his guts just as much as uh, a whole lot of democrats but uh i i you know based upon just the reactions i've been getting since i've been talking about him for a week People like you are still extremely loyal to him, and I and I am too. I, I'd rather DeSantis doesn't run because then I'd have to really think things through, and that's not a diss on Donald Trump. It's just uh, I think DeSantis would make a great president as well. Uh, but, you know, uh, if Trump's on that ticket, of course I'm going to vote for him. Uh, Absolutely. And, and what do you think about a Trump-DeSantis ticket? I, you know, I think Ron DeSantis would be, would be better served just remaining as the governor of Florida. Okay. You, well, you know, if you're a VP next to Trump, you kind of disappear. You know, Mike Pence is a very impressive guy. But you, you remember much about his time in, in office as the VP. And, and, you know, I mean, he did stuff. But next to Donald Trump... Anybody else just kind of disappears. I think Ron DeSantis, and i got to run, Evelyn, I think Ron DeSantis is, is much better served uh, keeping his gig uh, in Florida. Let's go to Brad. Brad, how you doing? Hey, good morning, man. I listened just a little bit of the, the speech thing last night on one of the cable networks. And, you know, honestly, I think the people who are most eager and salivating and looking forward to a Trump candidacy are Democrats because – He's a lightning rod. He's polarizing. He generates uh, donations for them, and they don't have to be at the top of their game uh, to run against him. They can, you know, just do their normal shenanigans. And I think uh, the level, the magnitude of what I'll just call it Trump hate or Trump antipathy is, is so strong that, you know, he, unless he's going to be a radically different person, uh, the negatives are just too high. Now, I can say that because I'm kind of like, for Trumpism without Trump, because, uh, again, he's just he's just too much of a polarizer, uh, and that makes it harder on other candidates down ballot. And it's, it's what's really hurt the party, I think, is him uh, aggrandizing so much well, you know, I, I, and notoriety. I think the stuff over the past week was pretty bad. I don't really understand. Still been kind of mystified over a lot of that stuff. I don't know. I think things are so crummy right now. The thing that Trump has going into this next campaign is he does have a track record of accomplishing great things with the border and with the economy uh, internationally. And uh, I think given how horrible things are right now, there probably will be a fair amount of people that won't vote for him just because they don't want to hear his voice again for the next four years. Right. <laughs> you know I what I mean? kind of like... I- that's why if DeSantis runs, I'm kind of at loggerheads at a loggerheads because I, I then I have to really think through what who I'm going to support. He's more like Adlai Stevenson, the you know the guy that ran twice against Eisenhower. The party hardcore people might love him, but uh, the general electorate, not so the general electorate, right. I should say, not so much. 
you know, uh, I just don't see Trump being able to pull off a Grover Cleveland. As far as I know, that's the only president. <laughs> that's he, that's he right. Come back after eight years out or whatever and get reelected. Right. You know. Yeah, I got to run, man. Yeah, I appreciate sure, it. Though. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the call, man. And uh, we'll take some more calls. We'll actually listen to some more audio from last night when we return. Celebrating 100 years of service. 55 KTSA. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean Hi. We're going to listen to a little bit more audio uh, from Trump last night, and we'll, we'll stop here and there and make some comments. And then uh, we will go to the phones. 210-599-5555. Go ahead and roll some more of that fascinating audio. <laughs> well, thank you very much. And on behalf of Melania, myself, and our entire family, I want to thank you all for being here tonight. It's a very special occasion at a very special place. You and all of those watching are the heart and soul of this incredible movement and the greatest country in the history of the world. It's very simple. Together we will be taking on the most corrupt forces and entrenched interests imaginable. Our country is in a horrible state. We're in grave trouble. This is not a task for a politician or a conventional candidate. This is a task for a great movement that embodies the courage, confidence, and the spirit of the American people. This is a movement. This is not for any one individual. This is a job for tens of millions of proud people working together from all across the land and from all walks of life, young and old, black and white, Hispanic and Asian, many of whom we have brought together for the very, very first time. Powerful stuff. And, uh, 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 yeah, very Trumpian, but if you compare and contrast what he's saying to what your current president said in that now infamous Hitler speech, <laughs> where the very same, same people Donald Trump is saying uh, are, are here to save America, uh, well, no, you're the enemy. You're a domestic terrorist. You're, you're a threat to democracy. And, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, it was not about him, is I think what I liked about that speech. It really wasn't. I mean, he, he did tout some of the things that he had done as president. But, you know, it's, this, this job is bigger than one person, is what he just said. To fix this country and the problems with this country is going to require all of us. And that's a very positive message. It was a great speech. We got some more? Let's go ahead and take a listen to some more from last night. That means low taxes, low regulations, and fair trade, much of which I've already completed, but now will even greatly enhance. Other countries should pay for the privilege of coming into the American marketplace. They have to pay to come into our country and make all of that money. We will immediately tackle inflation and bring down to... A level that it was, you know, we were at zero, but we we were at zero. We actually got it to exactly 1%, the perfect number. One thing every economist agrees, don't have it zero, have it like at 1%. <laughs> the value of the dollar, we had it so that this country could make a lot of money. And I fought other countries where they devalued their dollar, they devalued their currency. And I used to fight like cats and dogs with the leaders of other countries because they were stealing from us when they did that. They had artificial devaluations of their currency. It's very hard for us to compete when they do that artificially. 
And they had to pay a big price when they did it. And they never really did it for very long. I said, we're not going to do business with you anymore as a country. And they believed me. That's a, you know, I mean, that's, that's very Trumpian. I'm not going to do business with you if you keep this up. If you keep crapping on the dollar, I'm not going to. I'm not going to do business with you while, while you're simultaneously making crap loads of money off our relationship. Nope. Very, very Trumpian. Uh, here's John. John, how you doing? Uh, better good, sir. All I can say about Donald Trump is I compare him to Teddy Roosevelt if he don't care a big stick, and the man can get a lot done. And people have been lied to so long. They believe the liars, and they don't believe the truth. But God bless Donald Trump. God bless America. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the call. Um, James, what did you think of that last night? Did you like it? I mean, it was a very good speech. Okay. I didn't watch it. Right. But everything, Trey, and you have said about him being calm and giving us uh, not the 100% Trump. Right, right, he, right. It, it was like, blustery. It was like 88% <laughs> full-blown Trump. Right, right. And the more he does that, the less that the left is going to be able to argue and get as mad as they were right. six years ago. Right. So we'll see if he can hold it. And it's it seemed early, but he wasn't. He can't say, I'm going to make a big announcement and then go, oh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> right. So or, once you know. he said he was doing it, it was done. Yeah. And we'll we'll see. I I think you know you're right. I think he's got a he's got a. If you want to take that arrow out of their quiver that he's he's a weirdo, he's a lunatic, he's emotional, he's childish, then don't be that. <laughs> you know, or or be that only when it really 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 is necessary. Which again is why last week was kind of bizarre to me. Uh, so we, we'll see. I mean, again, it, it now really, it, and you can call me up and tell me what you think. Now it's really what DeSantis does. What does DeSantis do next? Uh, again, I, I'd almost rather that he didn't run. Uh, and he's young enough. He's only 44. Donald Trump gets in. He'll be 50 when he can run. And, uh, uh, you know, it sucks for him if he was planning on running, but I mean, I, 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 I think that would be the smarter move. But what do you think? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. I'm so glad he's in. It is what it is now. He's got 100 percent support. I hope he'll choose DeSantis as his running mate. If not, DeSantis is a young, strong man. Like you said, he's only 44. He needs to sit back, listen, and learn. Right. But. I don't really, at this point, I don't really care whether Trump wins or loses. All I care about, I mean, I'm going to vote for the guy. Obviously, I right. hope and pray with all I have that he wins. But, <clears> but, but I hope what he will do is, is, is just talk about the swamp, talk about the swamp, right. talk about the swamp. He needs to start talking now while he's got the bully pulpit. Term limits, four years, two <clears> four-year terms, good enough for me. It's good enough for all your elected leaders. No more golden parachutes. They live under the same laws that we do. They right. can't vote themselves raises. He needs to move the Department of Education into the state that's got the best education record in the country. Right. He needs to move the Department of Energy. He needs to move the swamp out of Washington. We've got Zoom meetings. There's no reason for it all to be in one central area like a tick on a dog. It, it, <laughs> there's no need for that anymore. That's, 
like a blood-sucking <laughs> tick on a dog. That's right. And that's what he needs to do. He needs to promote that because even if they they cheat, and they're going to cheat, but even if they cheat to win again, at least, look, none of the Republicans talk about this thing. They're all You're trying right. to protect their own little nest. He is the only one. I wish, God, I wish I could get 15 minutes of his ear. Right, right. Steve, uh, I, I know you never think these calls through and you never have much to say, but we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Steve. Very cool, cool call, man. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, He's gleeful, man. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. So there's a Hallmark War. Well, my, my, well let's take a break from politics. For a my, uh, my wife watches, you know, the Hallmark Channel a lot. Because it's all their freaking Christmas movies now, man. It's Christmas movie after Christmas movie. And she was talking about this story uh, last night. They, I don't know if you know this, but you you now have two different channels. There, there was the, the Hallmark Channel, and then uh, a bunch of folks left the Hallmark Channel, and they started a, a channel called The Great American Family. <laughs> The Great American Family Network, uh, which is uh, more along the lines of uh, traditional marriage, and uh, you know, it, it, Hallmark, uh, you know, you'll get, you'll have gay couples on Hallmark. Hallmark actually handles this stuff really well. In that, if they have a gay couple in a movie, they don't make a big freaking deal about it. It's just, oh, these people are gay. And they're just playing themselves, and they don't. There's not. They don't make an issue out of it. So I think that's kind of cool, actually. But the Great American Family Network is all about. It, it's kind of based on Christian traditions uh, or values, and they don't. They have feature only traditional marriage, no gay marriage, nothing, nothing like that. And Candace Cameron Bure, is it from Fuller House? Another one of those shows I never watched. Uh, she she now works for the Great American Family Network, and she's happy because it reflects more her values as a Christian. Uh, in fact, uh, she quoted, or she said, my heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them. I know that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming, faith programming and good family entertainment. I think that... Great American family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Hillary Burton Morgan used to be on One Tree Hill, which is another show I never watched, and she's married to Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who is uh, actually one of my favorite actors. He's Negan on The Walking Dead. He's also in The Watchmen, and he's just a really cool actor. So she's married to him, but she starts screaming and yelling about this other actress talking about traditional values. And this is all on Twitter, of course. Uh, bigot. <laughs> I don't remember Jesus liking hypocrites like you, Candy. But sure, make your money, honey. You ride that prejudice wave all the way to the bank. And she just goes on and on. Uh, and, and she's talking now about Hallmark uh, finally embracing, I guess, gay marriage. 
She says, I called this blank out years ago when Abbott was at Hallmark. Glad they dumped him. Being LGBTQ isn't a trend, quotation marks. That guy and his network are disgusting. You too, Candy. There should be a comma there, sweetheart. There is nothing untraditional about same-sex couples. Well, yeah, because tradition connotes a certain amount of time behind something so that it exists long enough to become a tradition. So given that's kind of new, I'm picking at you. And then she goes, she just goes on, I mean, on this chick. And then she goes off about how she uh, was working for the Hallmark Channel and she insisted on a gay character and an interracial couple in the movie she was going to be in. They wouldn't do it. And so she, uh, she left. She said, uh, requests were not honored. I was told, take it or leave it. I left it and the paycheck. Crappy, she said the S word, being penalized for standing up for inclusivity. And then she says, I, I have a wonderful husband who works his ass off, so I have the luxury to choose morals over paying bills. Not everyone has that, nor should we be forced to be dependent. If I had to cover our mortgage and was told, take it or leave it, I'd be blanked. Come on, man. So let me understand this, sweetheart. <laughs> you got an issue with traditional marriage, and yet you're living off your old man. <laughs> you want to run that by me again? <laughs> you you don't you you don't like traditional marriage, but you live in a traditional da- traditional damn marriage. Old Jeffrey Dean West, he got to work his ass off because you can't pull in the money, apparently. Who's the hypocrite now? I have a wonderful husband who works his ass off, so I have the luxury to choose morals over paying bills. Oh, you're just so special. She's just so special, isn't she? Fighting for the human race like that. Sitting on her ass, eating bonbons. Well, Jeffrey Dean Morgan has to struggle through another season of Walking Dead. (laughs) Uh, yeah, the point being, it's, you know, a little cat fight there over the Hallmark Channel. I love the Hallmark Channel. I love watching Hallmark Christmas movies with my wife. Gosh, everyone is so different. Each one is just a different experience. All right, we'll be right back. Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, five minutes after 10. Hey, on the Sean Show. Um, I just want to touch briefly on the Clayton Perry uh, story, uh, and, and then I'm going to not talk about it for a while. And, uh, uh, you know, just... Uh, Spend my time rather uh, saying prayers for my, for my brother as he begins his journey. Um, as you heard Don Morgan reporting, um, while he's on sabbatical, Clayton Perry has asked that he not be paid so that the uh, the city is not double paying him and uh, his temporary, uh, the person who's going to be doing uh, his, representing his district while he's on sabbatical. And that's cool. That's That's Clayton, man. <laughs> that's Clayton. Um, and then you got Nuremberg, who was the only person who voted against this resolution. Uh, Jalen, I guess. Jalen, like, he like, he like sat this one out. 
I'm just going to sit this one out. Uh, excuse me. And uh, Nuremberg voted against the amendment to the resolution, which dropped the resignation part. Nuremberg also pulled him off all his committees and stuff. So, you know, Nuremberg's kind of coming off like a jerk in this thing. But uh, uh, beyond that, I'm not going to, I don't even want to give Nuremberg the, the weight of the story. Uh, you know, our hearts and thoughts are with our, our, our friend Clayton Perry. And uh, who, who you know what, has, has stood up and taken the fire on this thing. And in an era where it, it's peculiar to hear a politician say, no, I don't want to be paid. <laughs> that's very, very peculiar. Uh, that's Clayton, though. In other words, we were talking about this on Where and Rima. You know, Clayton's uh, a person before he's a politician. What we're used to is the is the reverse, yeah. So good on him. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now let's look at this other story, and you heard Don Morgan reporting on this. The heads of the uh, Department of Homeland Security, National Counterterrorism Center, and the FBI have been testifying before Congress, testifying yesterday uh, about the biggest threats facing this country right now. Uh, this was in the House of Representatives. And uh, your Department of Homeland Security Secretary, Alejandro D.B. Mayorkas, uh, was asked about the southern border. Where, just in the past year, we've had about 2.38 million encounters. That's not including all the people that got in and we don't know about. He was asked by Representative Dan Bishop if he thinks the border is secure. He responded, yes. And we are working day in and day out to enhance its security, Congressman. (laughs) Right. Now, Now, this is interesting. Now, he goes on. What I would say is that we see significant criminal threats coming from south of the border, whether it's guns, drugs, money, or violence. We see transnational criminal organizations that send their drugs and street gangs here to distribute it, and that contributes to violent crime here. That's according to the FBI Director Christopher Wray. But focus on Mayorkas uh, on that one statement. Yes, and we are working day in and day out to enhance its security. And he wants a bunch of money for more agents. But why does he need that if the border's secure? <laughs> if the border is secure, just break down his own statement. If the border is secure, why are they working day in and day out to enhance security? If the border is secure, why do they need additional agents and, and folks on the border? Well, it's because he knows it's actually not secure. <laughs> yeah. Because not only is our border not secure, okay, we don't have a border. Greg Abbott is going to start taking matters into his own hands, citing both the U.S. Constitution and the Texas Constitution that says the governor uh, has the right to protect his state from incursion, if you will, invasion, and that's certainly what this is. So he's going to be taking steps. In other words, forget the the federal government, got to do it on my own. Uh, because according to the federal government, the border is secure. How do you say that with a straight face? 
Uh, I don't care who you are. How do you say that, especially if you're the you're the secretary of the Depar- Department of Homeland Security, uh, uh, Homeland um, uh, uh, Security? How how do you possibly say with a straight face that the border is secure? It's because he can't in any way, shape, or form say it's not because that's an indictment of him and of the Biden administration. Mayorkas, like Anthony Blinken, like all of them, is just one of the most unimpressive and purely mediocre people you'll ever care to meet or 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 or, or hear from. They really are. The whole cabal of these people who are under Biden are just extraordinarily unremarkable human beings. And being unremarkable human beings, lying comes easy. <laughs> Apparently it comes real, real easy. Here's Larry. Larry, how you doing? Oh, pretty good. What are you thinking? Hey, uh, I, I agree with my York. He does need more agents. Right. So what we should do is reallocate those agents that the IRS is going to get <laughs> and put them on the board. Well, I agree with that, but that's not going to happen. Well, I know. I agree absolutely, uh, you know, but... Uh, when the Department of Homeland Security guy is saying, oh, no, the border's fine, border's secure, you know, you know they're not going to want to take any agents away from the IRS because, man, they got to go after you and me. We're the real domestic threats, man. We're oh, the yeah. real domestic terrorists, you and me. So That's, that's uh, true. Yep. All right, man, I appreciate, <laughs> the, I appreciate the call, you know. And we, you know, is it Title Forty Two that's going to be going away at some point? That this is the uh, uh, this is the Trump era uh, uh, statute that uh, if you come into this country illegally, you get deported immediately. It was in place, put in place as a result of COVID, but it's going away soon. And folks on the border say that you know we're taking in about two hundred fifty thousand people a week right now. And once Title 42 goes away, they say it's going to double to about 500,000 people a week. No, I'm sorry, a month. I got that wrong. A month, every month. So in two months, you got a million new people here in America. But the border is freaking secure, right? Bunch of bull crap. And, and, and that's why, you know, and I, I know I was critical of Trump last week, and I still am. I, I still think a lot of the crap that he said about DeSantis was, was uncalled for. I didn't really see the point of it. But Trump was Trump last night, and, uh, you know, if nothing else, and again, I, I hope DeSantis doesn't run at this point. We'll see. I have no idea. But if nothing else, we need Donald Trump to get that border secure again, because this is untenable. We we can't survive under the weight of this. And the people in power, you notice Mayorkas or none of them, they just can't even say the word fentanyl. They They can't even say the word, man. Can't even say the word, and we're losing hundreds of people a day in this country to fentanyl uh, overdose, which is directly a result of our open border. But the border's secure. It's secure. I'm just being a hater. 210-599-5550. But, you know, damn it, we need more gay people on the Hallmark Channel. You know what I mean? Let's get to the real problems this country's facing, okay? There's not enough gay people and interracial couples and even gay interracial couples on Hallmark. Somebody's got to take a stand, man. (laughs) 
I love whenever interracial issues come up because I look at my wife and I say, baby, that's us, baby. We interracial, baby. Because I'm a white man. And you a Mexican chick. That makes us interracial. And I want to be represented on, on the Hallmark Channel. I want to see more interracial honkies and Mexicans, uh, you know, uh, mixing it up on the Hallmark Channel, man. That's what keeps my ass awake at night. All right. But the border is secure. 2105, just in case you were wondering. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We'll talk some more about Trump coming up. Hey, yeah. Plus, I got more tranny news. A day without a tranny is like a day without sunshine, man. So freaking trannied out, man. Here's John. John, how are you? Good, Sean. Good morning, sir. How are you doing, sir? Not too bad, man. What are you What are you thinking? Well, I've been really confused also ever since that comment about DeSantis from Trump, and I think a lot of us were. Um, what I'd love to see is a Trump-DeSantis ticket. That way he serves out his four years, and hopefully we get eight years of DeSantis after Trump. I don't know. I think I think DeSantis does even better if he just keeps rocking rocking that governor's gig in Florida. Because uh, yeah. I, I, you know, as VP to Donald Trump, he's kind of kind of disappear. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, looks like Pence is possibly trying to make a run. Oh, yeah. But do you, do you remember anything memorable about Pence during the four years that Donald Trump was in? So only only the. Stabbing in the back at the very end. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the call, man. Yeah, I, I think DeSantis does better because he, he's he's an excellent governor. Being the president is actually kind of like being the ultimate governor, you know. And uh, so I I think he just keeps his gig and keeps to do continues to do well in Florida. Uh, here's plus that allows Trump to get a female on the other side of the ticket, which I think would be cool. Dave, how you doing? Hey, Sean, how are you? Not too bad, man, not too bad. Looking forward to the holiday week uh, coming up next week. What are, here. what are you thinking about, man? I'm thinking about Mayorkas. Nobody asked that clown what, what is his definition of security. <laughs> right. I'd like that's, to hear that. <laughs> yeah, really, exactly, but nobody's asking him. Well, a lot of these guys, they don't get asked tough questions, you know, by anybody either, whether it's Congress or it's uh, it's the media. Because that would have yeah, been my that would have been my, my first reaction would have been, well, we've got this many people coming in, we got all this fentanyl. Um, h- how do you define secure, sir? Precisely. Yeah. Precisely. I that's agree, man. Whole, that's the whole question I have. Thank you. All right, thank you, sir. Thank you. You know, I think what we all need is a gender unicorn in our lives. We need a gender unicorn because you're talking about the border. We got missiles going into Poland. The world is on the brink of World War III, but man, we need to start embracing inclusivity uh, with gender unicorns, especially when it comes to five- and eight-year-olds. A California early childhood teacher, Donita McRae, uh, was doing a presentation for other teachers. She's in California. Uh, she's at a 2021 uh, California Teachers Association, and she gives a presentation. 
uh, on on how to incorporate gender ideology into early childhood. Now, she's currently a child development teacher at an elementary school in Sacramento. Uh, and so she's talking to the CTA, which is the most powerful affiliate of the nation's largest labor union, the National Education Association, the National Education Association. And she says, now early childhood is zero to eight years old, so that's kind of like from preschool to third grade, and the focus of this workshop is to provide you with positive strategies to support transgender and gender nonconforming children at the age of eight. Preschool, man. She suggests that you should keep a gender unicorn worksheet in your classroom for the toddlers because the gender unicorn discusses sexuality, gender identity, gender expression, and romantic attraction. These are toddlers. These are six, seven, eight-year-olds. One of the teachers asked her, whether or not these kids were too young for these conversations. You know what? She comes back with this. I've done research. I have got my doctorate degree. Children are not too young at five years old. Children understand gender as early as three years old. I love it when people throw their PhD in your face. You know what I mean? Like that means something. So why aren't you smarter? <laughs> if you got a doctorate, why aren't you smarter than Danita? I'm looking at the gender unicorn now. What the hell? He's got... It's a purple unicorn with a thought bubble that has a rainbow in it. And for some bizarre reason, he has what looks to be a, a, a chromosome <laughs> at his crotch. He's got a chromosome crotch. Not really understanding that. Just trannied out, man. Well, I'm I'm trannied out because this business that if you just identify as the opposite gender, you become that magically is just a bunch of bull crap. That that's that you're, you're teaching kids a lie. That's a lie. You want to live as the opposite gender, live as the opposite gender. I don't care if you're a grown ass adult. If you're a grown-ass adult and you want to live as the opposite gender, I'm fine with it. Use your biological bathroom. We've got that going down in one of our school districts here in, in, in San Antonio or here in Texas. And, uh, you know, don't compete against women in women's sports, you jerk. And leave the freaking kids out of it, man. Don and James, you want to hear something that my wife said? Oh, he's gone. He's not there. Yes, I do. My wife, we were talking about this transgender stuff in the car the other day, and I actually said something that was so funny, I actually wrote it in my notes. You can take my gender. You can wear my clothes. But you will never have my menstrual cycle! I mean, it was, it was something epic. I mean, it was like, you know, it was like Patrick Mel, Henry or something. Mel Gibson. <laughs> it was. It was like something out of Braveheart, man. Yeah. But you can never have my menstrual cycle. That's so funny. <laughs> they use a unicorn, a which unicorn. doesn't exist. Doesn't freaking exist, for man. For transgenders that don't exist. Exactly. Exactly. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hey, I just wanted to comment. I agree with you 100%. That Trump needs to get a female on the ticket with him. Yeah, I think it'd be a great, great idea. we got some great ones out there, too. Yeah, but if he really wants to cinch it, that, it's, that female's got to be black and handicapped. <laughs> 
Jeez. Blacking in a wheelchair. And, if and transgender. Transgender, that would help. Get so it should be a, a black dude living as a black woman in a wheelchair who's also yeah. had a stroke. There you go. Yeah, but you know what LGBT stands for? Uh. Stands for liquor, guns, beer, and tits. All right. Hey, thanks for the call. <laughs> I pressed the button. Just All right. <laughs> the listeners are killing it this week. What did he say? I can't say everything he said. LGBTQ stands for liquor. Guns, guns, beer, beer, and blanks. Boobies! Except to use the T word. You know, Mr. Man, what do you think the gender unicorn? That would make the gender unicorn have a sad face. You want your gender unicorn to have a sad face now, do you? (laughs) Hey, I. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. How are you? How's your day going? Um, I was just looking at a letter. I, I guess Dave Chappelle was, did Saturday Night Live this weekend. Is that what I heard? Or was it a couple of weeks ago? And uh, I guess he was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> you know, he was doing that Dave Chappelle thing. I didn't see it. I don't watch Saturday Night Live, but... I just happened to, it was, this was posted on Facebook as a letter by a woman who is Jewish who took great offense to, uh, in fact, Dave Chappelle's monologue uh, caused her a panic attack at four in the morning. Did you see it, Don? The Dave Chappelle thing? The, for SNL? No, I did not. But she said, she, after watching your monologue on SNL, I woke up at 4 a.m. in a panic attack state. Oh, my God. Why did you feel the need to echo Yee's anti-Semitic tropes about Jews in Hollywood? I guess you should talk about Jews in Hollywood. There are a lot of Jews in Hollywood. I know. I've been to Hollywood. Um, <laughs> and I identify as a Mexican Jew, so I'm, I'm you know, interacting with my people when I was out there in L.A. Uh, and she goes off at... Uh, Reflecting on why your monologue caused a panic attack, I realized it must have been the anti-Semitic traumas embedded in my psyche for my Eastern European Jewish lineage. <sighs> I get that same way about you know my Norwegian American lineage, in uh, you know uh, uh, you know the, going all the way back to the Vikings, and mm-hmm. well, you know, I feel guilt for all this crap the Vikings did. You know? Here, here's the thing: this this poor woman has to realize that at some point in everybody's bloodlines those streams have crossed <laughs> yes <laughs> you have a little bit of everybody a little bit of everything in you right whether you know it or not exactly you've We're got all... that one dominant nationality but no. the rest is pure mutt it's just a hodgepodge <laughs> of everything right you are a walking mulligan stew <laughs> Live with it up, you, enjoy with, it, with, be you. With your panic attacks. Dave Chappelle is funny. Get over it. Right. And God. early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and jukes. <laughs> the juice. Oh, the Jews, as Kinky would say, I'm a Jew. 
And she goes off. Let's. F- uh, oh, she also had, her panic attack was caused because she watched the Ken Burns movie, The U.S. and the Holocaust. Mm. Maybe that's what brought it on. I mean, because Ken Burns <laughs> could lay it on pretty heavy with I, his documentaries. I had a panic attack after the baseball one. Right. Then she goes. So let's fast forward to Trump, who came along and issued a "Get out of the sewers" free pass to U.S. neo Nazis. <laughs> I imagine these racist anti-Semites get off on seeing blacks and Jews devolve into DEFCON 3 mode, tearing each other apart with accusations of anti-Semitism and racism. I'm going to have a panic attack just listening to this chick. She's showing just a little high maintenance. He's gotten into some scrapes before. Normally when when he's in trouble, I pull up. I pull up immediately. But this time I was like, you know what? Uh, let me see what's going to happen first. Let's see. <laughs> Dave Chappelle, man. He's a trip. Yeah, and I, the, 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 sub, the headline on this thing is an open letter to Dave Chappelle from the great-granddaughter of a Hollywood pioneer. And then the subtitle is a problematic SNL monologue triggers a panic attack and a plea for mutual understanding. <laughs> Oh, she's probably a, well. She's a Hollywood Jew. <laughs> Don't stereotype us. <laughs> Her dad was some famous movie producer, so she grew up in she grew up in you know in that part of the in that industry. Right. Talking about Donald Trump's. <laughs> <laughs> neo-Nazi supporters just crawling out of the sewer. Mm-hmm. You know, I-, I couldn't sleep in the sewer at all last night. I kept tossing and turning. The methane was so foul and had snakes crawling out my butt. So I, I-, I-, I just kind of had to s- slink out of the sewer this morning. These giant turtles that were experts in karate. I got Yeah, I got a couple of snapping turtles came at me in a dream, sleeping in the, in the-, in the sewer. I just went, where did Trump say, I, I, this whole anti-racism, or this whole ra- racism crap about Trump, you know, when, when did that happen? Unemployment rates for African Americans, Hispanic Americans, Americans, Asian Americans, Native Americans, veterans, individuals with disabilities, and those without a high school diploma all reached record lows during the Trump years. Poverty rates for African Americans and Hispanic Americans reached record lows. African American, this is uh, this is uh, from Dan O'Donnell. He's a talk show host somewhere, Wisconsin, I guess. Uh, African American home ownership increased from forty-one point seven percent to forty-six point four percent. So, you know, honestly, if Donald Trump was a racist, he really sucked at it. You know what I mean? He really wasn't a very good racist. You know, <laughs> but please, I hope I'm not triggering you. You know, can these people? I mean, have they, have they, have these people ever seen Blazing Saddles? I'm amazed you could still see Blazing Saddles. Okay, if like a three minute monologue from Dave uh, Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live, which very few people even watch anymore, triggers a panic attack. That chick could never make it through Black, uh, Blazing Saddles. I don't think anybody under the age of 25 could handle Blazing Saddles. I should try to show my daughter, my hippie daughter, uh, Blazing Saddles this week when she's, or next week when she's in town. 
baby, we're going to watch one of Daddy's old, favorite old movies. Because my, my daughter's a little, she's a little woke. Hey, where are the white women at? Hey, that's so offensive. <laughs> um, Where are we? Very quickly. Sam, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Hey, hey um, real quick, you love T-shirts. Monday T-shirt, fine white sugar. Tuesday, taco lover. Wednesday, cane Caucasian. Thursday, this one took me a long time. Hallmark meets fine white sugar husband and Mexican woman, Sean and Zacida. And and then Friday, your T-shirt will be kiss my ostomy bag. Oh, see how you are. Kiss my ostomy bag. I don't have the bag anymore, man. <laughs> I know, but hopefully you know, I don't have to have get it. another one, man. That's the bag. That, that way, you don't have to tell people to kiss my butt. You kiss my ostomy back. Oh God! All right, man. All right. Thanks for the call, Sam. He's here all week. Two one zero five. And the fine white sugar thing is something Don Morgan's going to have to explain when we get back. Oh, good lord. Well, it's funny. Yeah, actually, I think Sam is uh, is the uh, special guest host on Saturday Night Live this week. <laughs> he just did his monologue. I can't wait test, to hear his monologue for a test audience. Yeah, right? That'd be great. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. I'm gonna go DEFCON three on the tubes. <laughs> Jamie Markley, and you're listening to Newstalk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Stay connected. Yeah, man, New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, just very briefly, I did my second acting job with my buddy Taylor James Johnson. This one was for the Paranormal Network, and it's about Bigfoot. <laughs> and he just dropped it so he could see it. I, it's actually on my uh, Facebook page. Uh, it's called Scary Sasquatch Attack, Louisiana 1981, the Mike Woolley story. And it was a lot of fun to do. And I play Mike Woolley, who's a guy who claims he encountered Bigfoot uh, back in the early 80s. And uh, you can see that on my, uh, it, it's, I'm tagged on the, it's on my wall on Facebook. And I'll, I'll probably repost it later on as well. You don't see me in a, in a Bigfoot video. Don Morgan, Don Morgan was in, uh, you were at the uh, shop, shop, uh, supermarket with your, with your wife. Right. Is it was an in HEB? HEB. Okay. Last night. And what happened? You got to tell the story. Okay. Well, we were at, we were at HEB, and she's getting everything ready to do some baking for Thanksgiving. Right. And and so she looks at. We were in the aisle where all the baking stuff is, and she looks at me because she's looking for the specific item, and she can't find it. And I'm just standing around doing nothing as usual. <laughs> I, actually, I'm doing math in my head, thinking I'm never going to recover from this. And so <laughs> she says to me, can you find the, the extra fine sugar? And I look down on the shelf, and, and right next to me at shoulder height, there is the space where this is supposed to be. And I see that the shelf is empty. And instead of telling her the shelf is empty, like a normal human being would do, right. I look at her, I place both thumbs on either side of my head and say, yeah, it's right here, baby. <laughs> at that point, she turned around and walked off. <laughs> Fine white Le sugar. <laughs> leaving me there with about five or six people who were looking at me like I just landed here from Neptune for crying out loud. <laughs> I'm your fine white yeah, sugar, yeah, baby. Yeah, fine white sugar right here. You want some fine white yeah. sugar? Check out my bald ass. Look at this. <laughs> so she walked off, and I went over to catch up to her. She was a couple of miles right. down. 
And I walked up and I said, hey, where did you go? And she's like, God, you're such a dork. Because <laughs> you did it loud enough for people to hear you? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, there's one thing, you know, my wife doesn't like any attention drawn to herself. <laughs> and when you're 5'10 and blonde, that's kind of hard to, right, you know, it's right. kind of hard to avoid. Um so when I'm I just make fine it, white sugar, yeah, baby. I'm a fine white sugar right here. No need to look any further. Here I am. <laughs> That's great, man. So anyway, what if my wife's well, listening? I posted, I'm your fine white sugar, yeah. baby. I posted about this on Facebook, and then about an hour and a half ago, I got a, a text message from this girl I dated like 40 years ago. Right, and she says, "I'm not surprised." You're the same jackass that walked out of the theater <laughs> after we went to see Rocky Three and insisted everybody call you Thunderlips. Thunderlips. <laughs> Thunder. Pour Thunderlips. some sugar on. Pour some Don Morgan on me. Yeah. I'm hot, sticky, sweet. Boy, the, the lyrics back in the '80s yeah. were just—it was pure poetry. It, it's funny you play that one. I was actually dating my wife when that song first oh, really? came out, and to this day, whenever it comes on, I look at her and scream, "Hey, they're playing our song!" <laughs> and you're called a dork. Yeah. <laughs> Pour some of me on you, baby. Right. Because I'm fine white fine. sugar, man. I ain't just granulated. I'm fine white I'm sugar. I'm fine white sugar. That's Look what I me. am. Take out my big old honky ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can pour me on your raisin bran baby right i'm fine white sugar baby put me on the rice krispies scoop of me on your maple <laughs> on your what on your maple. maple i had a friend ask about maple today is that a northeastern thing maple i thought it was everywhere no that's why i didn't know what the hell you're saying right maple it's like some breakfast oatmeal type oh. stuff I thought you were saying something pulled. I'm like, Don. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> it's a family show, for God's sake. Come on, oh, man. The hell it is. You're such a little pervert. <laughs> you know, your mind's always in the gutter. You're the one saying in the middle of a supermarket, I'm fine white sugar. Hey, it was late. I been. It was 8 o'clock at night. I've been up since 2 a.m. <laughs> you get a little punchy. Don's fine white sugar, and I'm equal. <laughs> sweet and low. <laughs> I'm sweet and low, baby. <laughs> I think you know what I mean. <laughs> la, 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 la. Anyway. Oh, oh. Go, go to your room. Oh. I'm sweet and low. Oh, come on. <laughs> Jesus. Come on. I didn't, no. it, I didn't mean it that way. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, my. You did, too. No, I didn't. Um, I can no. see. I'm looking at your reflection in the no, glass. No, I didn't mean and, it that and way. And as you're preparing to say that, you get this look on your face like the Cheshire Cat. He's your you? co-worker. I, not you know, nine years of this. Nine years of this. man. Sweet mo. That's right, baby. I think you know what I mean. <laughs> That's where you went too far. <laughs> well, you don't have any hobbies? Um, <laughs> you know, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> hey, fine white sugar and sweet and low. <laughs> it's like a honky them. rap pair or something, you know? We've got to change the name of the show. Dorks. <laughs> He's fine white sugar, and I'm sweet and low. Sprinkle us all over your life. <laughs> Sprinkle a little less all over your life, that baby. Sweet and low. 
James looks so embarrassed. <laughs> We're going to call him Splenda. <laughs> Splenda. <laughs> Splenda. Stop encouraging him. <laughs> Come on. That's what they pay me to do. <laughs> That's right. Goes to the boss afterwards. Hey, bud, uh, didn't you hear you get Sean to say anything dirty today? Was everything okay? <laughs> everything okay, Don? You everything okay, right? bud? Yeah. You okay? Hey, uh, fine white sugar. You didn't get Ryan to say anything <laughs> filthy today. What? Fine white sugar. Slacking a little bit there. At least I ain't garlic pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Gritty. All right. Um, thank you, James. Thanks, Olayan Rodriguez, our executive oh, producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. <laughs> Pour some sugar on me. And don't be a jerk. Bye. <laughs>